Hey, I'm Josh Young. And I'm Josh Dillon. And you're listening to the Pink and Black Playback. 4 out of 10 podcast chronicling the 10 out of 10 career of one Brett the Hitman Hart. We cover all the highs, the lows, and the pinky medals. I see. Hey, now. Oh, you're getting so good at that. Oh, my Thank God. Thank you. It's getting better. Right? Getting, I was, we were listening, <laughs> me and my coworker Brandy and I were listening to the podcast today. She's a big fan of the show. Thank you, Brandy. And uh, you could tell, like, I'm hearing the intros and how, like, I start very timid. And now it's bombastic. So yeah. here we are. Well, yeah, you've earned it. I've you've earned it. it. You got there. Uh, and today we will be talking about Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog for the Intercontinental title at SummerSlam 1992. And I'll have you know, there is no bull in this bulldog. Oh, well, that, that remains to be seen. We'll find out by the end of this match, of course. <laughs> and then after that, we watched uh, Nick Wayne versus Will Ospreay at GCW's I Never Liked You from June 19th, 2022. I just absolutely love that as a title for a pay-per-view. I never liked Isn't you. Isn't it great? It's Fuck. just like... Get somebody buy me a T... I'll, I'll make the T-shirt. Yeah. Oh, they got their own merch store. They wouldn't stop advertising it on that fucking... They have it? Screen. I can oh, buy yeah. it. I, I don't know if you can. There's only one way to find out, though. Go to GCWmerch.com. <laughs> Not a sponsor of this show. Wouldn't they be pro wrestling tees? Hopefully is. Right. They fucking release everything. <laughs> I need that. I need that shirt. Well, if you want mediocre looking wrestling shirts, it's a perfect place to go. I'm all about the mediocrity. Oh, it's true. We That's run a podcast. <laughs> Let's start her off then. Let's Shall do it. We? Shall we fucking get to it? Oh, yes. Um, so we started off with the classic today, Joshua. We started off with Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog at uh, Wembley Stadium. Wembley Stadium. It is just packed full of a capacity crowd of smelly, sticky British people. <laughs> and a capacity crowd of 82,000 or 82,000 plus, whatever. Something like Something that. Like Whatever that. bullshit number they gave you. This one was actually quite big. Yeah. It was quite obviously so, too. Um, couple fashion statements here worth noting. Three fashion we, statements. Uh, we watched the uh, version that uh, the WWE has posted on YouTube. So we lost the introduction. We didn't. We just saw them right in the middle. Yeah, of the right, ring, right ding, ding, ding. Um, <laughs> I do remember these introductions being quite pretty bombastic. Oh, they, they had such a fucking good. They uh, Brett talks about how they had to play his theme twice when he came down the ring because hmm. mm -hmm. it's that long. Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's the uh, tag match between for the for the tag belts between uh, Road Warriors Legion of Doom and yes. Money Inc. And they fucking come. Him, Hawk, Animal, and Paul Ellering come. Sailing in on fucking motorbikes in that in that uh, Wembley Stadium. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's and he's got the stupid the little Chucky doll or Chucky doll Rocco. Whatever, Rocco. <laughs> what a great gimmick that worked out to be. Ugh. Ugh. The um, next day, I, I believe Hawk would be out of uh, WWF. Oh really? Yeah. The next day, because he was so fucked up in that match. What a time of life, eh? Nineteen ninety two, WWF. Nice. Shit. <laughs> um, so we missed all of that stuff, but uh, it starts off pretty spicy to begin with. Uh, the clothing. <laughs> However, though, very, <laughs> very classic Brett in this fashion corner. Uh, we've got the uh, pink on bottom, black on top. Uh, we've got drippy black stuff on the pants. Yeah, this time it's complete. A bit of a change. But yeah. a smaller logo and yeah. offset to right. I like the offset style. Mostly, yeah. usually he's doing the offset. It's yeah. the offset to the left uh, on him. It's right to you. Right to us. Yeah. But because uh, that's what they're going for. Oh, they're trying to right. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> You know, it's a true story. Before we started this podcast, I didn't realize that was a fucking thing on his, you know, on his, on his, on his, uh, singlet there. 
I, I, I just always assumed it was kind of off center just because, you know, it, it wrote the, the clothing itself would move over a little bit during the match. And it was quite small. Yeah. When we get to, uh, when oh, we get to like get those gigantic, yeah, it was ones. huge. Those ones are a little bit centered. Yeah. It has to be yeah. right. It just wouldn't fit. When we get well. to family values, 1997 um, brand. This, though, in some ways, is like the sexiest British Bulldogs ever looked. Let's be real. He's got uh, this lace-up little number on the side of the legs On the here. left, yeah. I got to say, so if you remember British Bulldogs gear, he's got the... the Union Jack. Pan, Union Jack, everything's black and uh, black. Everything's blue and red. Um, he's uh, got a uh, lace, like shoelace side panel, though. Yeah, bit of a and sheer. It, well, yeah, it reminds me of uh, Serena Deeb. Is one right now in AEW or even like every other female wrestler these days? Uh, has, Nikita Lyons. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> has that little like do up on the side thing, like class. You see a little, a little bit of thigh, and that's totally and what he's doing he's, here. You were saying that Nikita Lyons is like just ninety percent ass. <laughs> oh yeah, that woman. Like again, not to like this isn't a situation where like. You know, it's all, the only thing you have to offer is the intro song. You're just a song guy or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, so much of her gimmick, just who this woman is, her physical shape is butt. But Mostly butt. She, she made a living off of it. And nunchucks. You ever see her fucking rock yeah, nunchucks? It's oh fucking insane. This is, I, I don't understand this person at all. I'm happy for her, though. She's clearly doing well. Um, Booty yeah. shaking and, and, and frankly, Chuck Quake. Yeah. <laughs> if we, if somebody's talking about the British Bulldog and your name comes up, you're doing something right. Yeah. Um, or you're very high. Exact you probably should not be operating heavy machinery and doing something army. wrong or something right <laughs> uh, uh but most importantly here are the braids holy shit doesn't it just look like the british bulldog just walked off the beach on jamaican <laughs> vacation and got his hair done it's jamaican me crazy i tell oh, you god it's... you talk about cultural appropriation he made a fucking gimmick out of it it's it's hard not to even like I, it's hard for me to picture him without that you know, most of his matches are not with his hair braided, but just it's such an iconic look. I can't yeah. help but think of that as like how he looks all the time. Bobby the Brain makes uh, makes a, another Bobby the Brain heening quip. Is like, who did his hair? Whoopi Goldberg. I was like, how t how like how topical of 1992 right. to associate oh, yeah. braids and Whoopi Goldberg what and a British Bulldog. <laughs> they even start talking about boxing matches at one point in this. Uh... I think they were talking about Lennox Lewis. Yeah, I, yeah. Or, or whoever, Riddick, or whatever his name is. Oh. Razor Riddick. Um, I, or, and Lennox Lewis, I think. I can't remember. I don't watch real <laughs> real sports. <laughs> just this and basketball. The kind. <laughs> just basketball and wrestling. None of the real sports. <laughs> yeah, so it's a very, I don't know, it's weird. It's 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 sexy. He's a sexy looking man here, I gotta say. But he's also a nervous looking man. For um, obvious reasons. Yeah, historically, he's famously fucking high as balls in the middle of his match. Is that what it is, Josh? Uh, you tell me the been, story. According to Brett, he had been uh, Bulldog and uh, Jim the Anvil Nightyheart. We're just partying in Florida for weeks in preparation for this match. Partying in preparation yeah. to get on an international flight. I, uh, what the fuck? I just want everyone to know the book review is coming. But for spoilers, for the, for the sake of the story, oh, yeah. they talk about, like, Brett talks about how Jim the Anvil admitted that they were, like, smoking crack before he even got on the fucking plane. Of course. And, uh, yeah. And Brett giving him, like, Brett sitting him down, sitting Davey down and, like, giving him the play-by-play -play and getting... Davey to recite back everything he was saying. Yeah. He wanted it. He wanted it picture. He wanted a fucking clinic. Picture perfect. And uh, the moment they start locking up in the match, goes ding, the bell rings. They lock up. Davy boy. So, so whispers into Brett's ear. Brett, I'm fucked. <laughs> and Brett's like, 
Do everything I say and listen, 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 and I will make yeah. you look like a million fucking dollars, which this match is. It's, uh, you know, it's, it is definitely a very solid match. I do think there is some, I was saying this when we were watching it too, I think that's a little oversold by Brett's side how fucked up Davy Boy was. Not saying he wasn't, but it, it implies, there's a sound here. It, it, it feels like what's being implied is, uh, Davy Boy Smith had to be worked around the entire match, and that's not the case. He's, yeah. he's don't get me wrong. There's Brett clearly paints a different. Well, yeah, I'm sure, Brett but regardless of what fucking picture Brett paints, I watched the <laughs> match, and I'm watching the guy do stuff in a way that a guy you have to completely work around you can't. Are you apologizing for Brett? This I sounds like a fucking apology. I'm just saying, <laughs> this is what I saw. I'm, I'm just saying because there's a lot of times this isn't fucking Tommy. What's his face? You remember that recent unearthed match of Brett. Uh, fighting some random nobody who's this giant muscle-bound ex-gymnast. Oh, uh, uh, McGee. Yeah, Tom McGee, was it? They, yeah, and this, he was a fucking clod in the that, ring. That was clearly Brett working around a guy who yeah. could do a backflip, could do like two or three things. It didn't look that way in this yeah. match. With that said, there were definitely a couple things where you're like, oh, I can see a botch here. Also, the fact that they are constantly rest-holding. I mean, it's not in a way yeah. that actually deters from the match too much in that it feels like... It's like a, a sequence is completed. They go back to a hold. Yeah. But whisper, can, whisper, whisper. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is the next three moves. But like, and that's how we carried them. Mind you, Bulldog's a good enough fucking hand in the ring to know when to listen, know when to shut up and when to fucking execute. Yeah. This is part of my thought about it too. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to say Brett's overselling it necessarily either. I just mean the way the story gets told over and over is that there's nothing Davy Boy could do and this is situation and you know. Brett simultaneously, simultaneously, like, okay, he'd been partying for weeks with Nightheart, smoking crack, doing all yeah. manner of oh, yeah. debauched drugs. Brett is giving up. They, Brett and Bulldog know that Brett's giving up the title, and yeah. it's it clearly it's a, a changing of the guard. And this is Davy's big push. So I think it's part nerves mm, and part absolutely. and part fucking drug absolutely. use. <laughs> you definitely get like, those moments there where he is just. In a bit of a panic. Yeah, you can see yeah. the look on his face. Like, again, in between pulling off a sequence and locking back in, like, a, like an, uh, like whatever little shoulder arm lock he goes for to, like, yeah. get back into that wrestle. And you can tell Brett's, like, Brett's, like, yeah. hold it and there's then, couple, and then yeah. dive in with the, with the there's knee. There's some talking. There's some big yeah. slaps. There's a couple moments where you can tell things are being queued up yeah. in a way that you don't normally see from these guys. Um, but it was a great match. I think one of my favorite parts is obviously a botch, too. There's this moment where Brett goes over the ropes, and I think his goal here is to just do like a cross body on uh, yeah. Davy Boy, who's on the outside. But Davy has now walked up to the ring itself, and he's too close. So just Brett missed, yeah. Can't make it. So instead, he just reaches down and grab, puts his arm like around his face, like neck area, yeah. and just kind of tries to like almost like he's gonna give him a hip toss, but makes him catch through. him, yeah, yeah, and uh, it. Looks awkward, and you can tell by the way they they land. It's Davy Boy's body going on top of Brett's leg. It doesn't look great. There. It was that was a botch too. And yeah. he's like, Brett's like, I'm sailing over this fucking ring. I'm gonna break my leg. You better fucking partially catch me, and yeah, I better exactly. save my ass. Do anything at all? Yeah, because he knew he thought it was gonna be a break, in, and he was like, Oh, thank God, it wasn't. And in the end, though, I think it looks cool in a way where I want someone to do that on purpose. Yeah, you know, I mean, like obviously in a safer way. Boy, a, I don't think like almost like a I don't even know what to call it, like a sling blade or something. You know, get that. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the kind of, like, arm around the neck kind of thing. It I think cool. that's easier to do in the ring than going sure. out of it. Absolutely. That's fucking risky. Absolutely. But, Some um, Jeff Hardy shit right oh, there. Yeah. Jeff Hardy would just land on his head. Oh, no like, big deal. Two <laughs> on top of it. 
Uh, the crowd is insane. You think Vuvuzelas were annoying like, fucking 15 <laughs> years ago. But go back to this match. Uh, it's it just everybody's got air horns, and British people love chanting, man. They fucking love it. <laughs> there is one more, uh, uh, not obvious botch. Botch, according to Brett, where he uh, he nails himself in the nuts on the ring on the ring ropes, and it looked cool. That's a cool spot. It looked cool, but Brett was like, Brett was like, he fucking threw me down wrong. Yeah. Oh my fuck! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he hit me right in the fucking crotch, yeah. and he's like, "Eep, this is gonna hurt." <laughs> I quite like that moment too, because it is really kind of funny. It's a press slam position, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. into the ropes. Yeah, he gets down tangled in slam. Yeah. He kind of stumbles back towards the ropes and basically drops Brett. Brett lands on the middle rope, clutching it with his, like, knees and elbows to try and, like, wrap around wrap it. Wrap around it, yeah. But he fucking nails himself in the, in the, right on Main Street, as it were. Yeah, no. <laughs> and it fucking hurt. He was, as he stated in the book. Also appearing in this match is uh, Diana Hart. Forgot the third oh. fashion victim. Who? Diana Hart. Oh, Diana Hart. Well, we're just getting to her. Might as well. <laughs> so we'll start there. The fashion corner. Diana's fashion corner. This is one of the most iconic wrestling looks <laughs> of the early 90s. Diana Pretty Hart woman, though. In this. Beautiful oh, she's woman. She's gorgeous. Yeah. And this is, uh, she's, yeah, she's a really attractive person. Absolutely. She's the kind of person who's so attractive, she can wear that jacket and no one's going to tell her no. No one's going to uh, tell her no in 1992. It, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a tan jacket it's got all like the dangly little suede, fringe suede bits on it with the with the suede with the fringe <laughs> and it's it brown something wasn't and a it? big old zipper on the on God. the right side and uh gotta love it style of the time it really yeah, it's so big too it was like double breasted right double breasted the the shoulder pumps it made no sense and she's wearing like little black gloves but like winter gloves with it too. it I must did. have been quite cold in there i guess there it was an the english stadium. summer exactly. <laughs> it gets there's summers. I don't read enough Jane Austen to know what that means, but I'll take your word for it. My mom does. Mom's a big Jane Austen. Oh, really? I was like, well, it's Stone Cold Jane Austen. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and she's shut up. No. <laughs> That's it. Gotta air them. <laughs> yeah, but they put on a pretty solid match all around. Diana has this um, look on her face that is so stew hard, it's not even funny to me. She <laughs> didn't, really... Didn't take after her mom, no. took after dad. <laughs> As we described before, uh, Helen Hart, uh, Stu's wife, really liked to like kind of roll her face in a way. I think I described it as her being told bad news while she's looking into the sun. <laughs> yeah. like, what? <gasps> <laughs> but Stu's kind of thing is, one, he either looks like he doesn't know where he is or he is really studying the situation. That's kind of what Diana does in a way where she's even kind of got her mouth open at moments where it's just yeah, kind like, of like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> how could this be? And uh, I give her credit. She even puts on the waterworks there near the end. And Kayfabe or, or shoot tears? I this, those, those tears are shooting a word. One, if there's anything we know about the Hart family, they will cry at any we'll given moment. We'll turn it on. We'll turn it right on. I don't even think they know. It could be a work into shoot situation <laughs> or a shoot to work. Her husband won the intercontinental title. Yeah, I'm sure that's a big deal. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm at kidding, the time, yes, it was. Sure. British You're guy. main eventing SummerSlam. The the, the, the yeah. mid-card title is main eventing SummerSlam. Take that, the Brits. It's <laughs> the best you get. But all in all, it's a pretty solid match, all things considered. I do feel like if I didn't know the story behind this, it would feel a little too rest holdy. Um, yeah, t- okay. But, but I, that was, all, that was on that purpose. Said, that doesn't mean that it's a bad rest holdy. Again, I think our, our our pinnacle of what that would be would be that match with 
Rick Martell we watched just went on forever and oh. just rest hold, rest hold, rest hold. Oh. This at least could be played off as you're uh, telling a story. That taste will never leave my mouth, that fucking Rick. The only good thing. You're not the first person to say the that. The only good thing Martell. was the perfume. God, I, I love it. In the little, like, fucking. Arrogance, remember? Oh, my God. I love Memories. it. Memories. <laughs> What a gimmick, man. Can we bring that back? Can we have a guy walk around spraying people with perfume? Can somebody days? just get me the pin that says, yes, I am a model? No, I'll make you one. I don't even care. Thanks, pal. Go on. So anything special from this match we haven't mentioned that you'd really Brett like to go over? talking about uh, the, the superplex, the top rope. Oh, superplex. yes. That being one of the most dangerous moves. At the time, yeah. Brett saying that being one of the most dangerous moves known to wrestling wrestling mankind yeah. <laughs> like is devastating and that put dudes down uh the classic uh laying down he puts the sharpshooter in for the almost the finisher yeah. the lying down sharpshooter but which... that was it was to make the myth that it could happen you know Anywhere. you never saw it coming to quote but ADP. also it took him like 20 fucking minutes to wrap it in from that position it got big, you got big old fucking tree trunk legs from no, sherry forest you, man if your goal is to tell me that this deadly maneuver can be performed from any position at any time i'm not buying it it doesn't have rko okay you don't no. buy it you don't buy it now but the crowd in 92 oh. or josh dylan yeah, 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 yeah 92 would have bought the fuck out of it it'd be like oh my god it can't happen Maybe. anywhere I'm, I'm, oh i'm sure i'm sure um my standards definitely are different now than they were in 1992 <laughs> when i was seven years old of course did you have the mustache back then seven years old uh yeah for the for the purpose of this conversation yes i did i find it hard to imagine you with hair right i i, <laughs> I find know. it very easy to imagine myself with hair, Josh. <laughs> I do it every day i think how things could have been you know yeah. of different my life could have turned out it could have been me <laughs> you know on second thought i'm okay yeah i kind of don't want that and it just feels nice to have your head shaved you know? <laughs> this feels good yeah this is uh this is definitely a study and a guy who likes another guy working hard to make sure that that guy looks good um, which is a thing you could always do count on brett i think yeah that was his that job and he, he at, at times executed yeah, it yeah at times when other wrestlers would have been let go or ignored brett always made the people he was with look good. great um and in doing so always gave himself a chance to uh, work with anybody um, I think, fuck, man, that's pretty much all of it for me. Is there anything else you want to mention about this one before we give her the uh, old the, the ending. It's got the storybook yeah. ending. There's the, there's very much uh, Diana caught in the middle between her brother and uh, and husband and, mm -hmm. you know, family versus husband kind of deal. Yeah, family versus family kind you, of thing again. You got, you got the crowd is completely, well, I mean, they're siding more with Bulldog being the hometown hero oh and brett starts working that too yeah you can tell he, he wants he, that to be the case yeah he starts being a little chirpy with the crowd in a way yeah, that healing out he's little, like what what yeah one more minute let him give him a minute oh my god healing out but you can tell most of, by the end the crowd's like torn in two and then as you mentioned uh he gets this the sneaky brett finish yeah yeah he uh they finished this match with a roll-up in a way that like how Brett would finish that match, yeah. but basically just Bulldog playing the role of Brett here. Yeah, I'm loving all the uh, the back reversals. Anytime anyone's yeah. trying to make a scoop or a suplex, Brett will dance like jumping in the sky over over the shoulder, right behind him, and then fucking some yeah. sort of maneuver or what have you. I think we're absolutely spoiled with uh, wrestling matches featuring you know almost setup finishers these days. This is the 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 genesis of that yeah. kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Davey gets him. Davey gets him in that fucking. Well, he got the superplex from the top rope. 
the fucking his finisher running power slam kicks out of that at two and a half. The hanging, the fucking hanging uh, vertical suplex. It gets yeah. in the middle of the ring and just like hangs on with them. Pow. Look good. Look good. Kicks out of that. Led to that great in-ring moment there, of course, where everybody hugs. Yeah. Kisses. Yeah. They're shaking hands. There's a part Brett mentions where Davey wasn't listening because it was so yeah. loud. Davey couldn't hear him. But Brett was like, I don't know if he couldn't hear me or he chose not to hear me <laughs> because he's, oh, I got the title now. And he's like, he kept like trying to indicate to him, like, look at me, look at me, look at me, so we can shake hands and get this over with. Yeah. And yeah, it yeah, kind of, yeah. it does happen. It takes a bit, though. He wanted it to kind of well, end quicker. They, they also, like, they build it up, too, because it's Brett doing the, like, I'm just going to leave the ring thing. And the crowd the just crowd. booing him. It's, it's, not, not, gonna it's not sporting. It exactly. isn't sporting to do that. British. They're very sporting people. As long as <laughs> it's colonialists. Up, like, yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the Indian colonial period. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Um, Those damn curry tea wars. <laughs> classics. I quite like this match, though. I it's again, it's a big memory. It's it's also just such a big event. SummerSlam '92 taking place in Wembley Stadium, Huge. just packed full of all those smelly British people. It's wild <laughs> in in the great outdoors in the great bog. <laughs> so I gotta ask Josh, uh, what out of ten what's do you give this match? I will give it eight out of ten. Uh, Diana Hart frillies <laughs> jacket frillies. Oh, it's eight it. of ten. I really like. This. I really. I love this match. I remember watching as a kid when we got it on pay per view, and like being the Bret Hart mark that I am, and always will be. Really, just digging this match and cheering for Bret. Obviously, I wanted him to keep the IC belt forever. Sure. I wanted him to have the Warrior push and have the double title. That's right. All the but all the belts. <laughs> yeah, but you know. He, can't always get what you want. So, <laughs> hey, I just thought of a new gimmick idea. You could become the the king of the king of the rings, <laughs> and then you just you win multiple king of the rings, or you beat guys who have won king of the ring. It's like a legend killer gimmick. Every year I win the tournament. Like a, a smaller crown to put on top of your your larger oh. crown. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just an idea. Just an idea. Um, I think that's a pretty fair rating. I am going to undercut you though. Or, wait a minute. Do, or do I win? I win crown. And I win it like four times. I win crown, and the next mm -hmm. year I get the throne, and then the next year I get the scepter, oh, it's, and then the robe. Buy. If I win it a fifth time, it's... Gotta you know, collect them all. Yeah. It's like a Burger King uh, Red carpet. figure <laughs> or something. Sure. Well, yeah. Like, Sixth time I get slaves. <laughs> great. That's great. That's a, that's a great idea. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, bud. Yeah, sure, bud. Uh, I, like I said, I'm going to undercut you for sure here, Good. though. As for sure. As uh, per usual, as is tradition. Not much, though. Only, only thing I'm going to say here is I kind of wonder if I've watched this match too many times. In that... It's kind of a go-to. It like, is a very much a go-to match. Well, it, You want to see bread match? Well, you know, because, like, my 8 of 10s have to be that, right? That's what uh, All right. I've said before. But I kind of wonder if maybe that's just on a personal personal level. But for me, I'm going to say 7, just because this is um, the second tier of Brett matches for me. This is comes after the ones where i'm like that's amazing because this match was very good but it's not i have to show people this match well everyone um, knows what ones you show it's true it's so prototypical of course i show the best <laughs> matches let's be real <laughs> honest to god like, i already you, know what the match is well no let's be real then the two something that has overshadowed this match since we've started this are both of the matches with tiger mask those are fucking amazing to me yeah. that's bred at such a young age that i 
I don't know if I was ready to see him in that role at that young. And like, compare it to all the fucking goofy ass territory shit he was doing at the time to that. It doesn't even fucking care. It's a, it's another universe. So, but that's how good he was even yeah. then. And I think to and some a talent, degree, that's a real talent. What this is, uh, this podcasting experience has taught me is that. There are so many matches out there that are better than this. Yeah, of course, you know? of course. So but for it's me, just... it's not a bad match. It's a seven out of ten. If you are a fan of Bret Hart, you are a fan of pro wrestling. You should... you are trying to get somebody into pro wrestling, and they're not British. Maybe not this match. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, seven out of ten. Um, summertime Cancun braided hairs, <laughs> uh, braided hairs, <laughs> braided bulldogs. You oh, no, 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 let me try that again. Seven out of ten um, misread uh, birth certificates, so you write boy in the middle name part instead of a middle name. That's the true story, story by the way. Real. God. It's on his it's on his gravestone. <laughs> so, can you imagine that your your parents misspelled something by accident and then just like ran with that your entire life? God. Simple. I sure real am. simple. <laughs> We are going to move on here um, as our new goal here is to try and spread out and do other matches as well. Try to keep the well of Bret Hart entertainment from running dry, <laughs> right? We decided it's a finite number. <laughs> we were going to watch uh, this match from GCW Game Changer Wrestling that took place on the 19th of June, um, 2022. Just a couple days ago, yeah. Fucking really good match between... A young Mr. I believe his uh, full name is Nick fucking Rent Wayne and uh, Will Ospreay. Which we should have. He should be gimmicked as Little Nicky Wayne. Little Nicky. Little yeah, Nicky. Yeah. Little Nicky Wayne. Like, little Nicky Wayne. It's like, uh, what is it? A Popeye's chicken? Like a box of Popeye's chicken? Don't take that gimmick. Oh, he's got the hair for it, though. He basically oh, has. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Okay. So let's get there. A couple <laughs> of things you should probably let our audience know. Like, I don't know what the six of you who listen to this podcast, what your actual interests in wrestling are. Maybe you just watch classic stuff. That number is getting bigger. Getting bigger. Sure, sure. You say so. <laughs> but a uh, quick couple things to describe here. GCW is a current wrestling organization. They run pretty interesting events. They have a kind of a weird style of running events. If you watched a lot of TNA in the early days where they just do like a pay-per-view pay every month. Yeah. It's a similar thing with uh, GCW. Uh, they run through Fight TV internationally, but they don't run. They don't run in the same town every time, right? No, they're no, in. No. They're, no, they they're in Vegas and they shit. Tour. Like, they yeah, tour. they tour a little bit. They are historically known as like a more hardcore influenced uh, wrestling organization, but they've started off that way, yeah, and know. still, still very much oh, that way. Is. Yeah. What I like about it though is I do get kind of vibes of like that cool mid period ECW where you have a match like you might have. Uh, Malenko stretching somebody out like Eddie Guerrero or yeah. something. And then you would have like Balls Mahoney bleeding all over the fucking yeah, place. Yeah. Taking like seven. Axel like, Rotten just, yeah, hit, just hit, beating hit, the shit out of each other. Bloody guts. Showing up all coked out and drunk. Yeah. You know, so there'd be a lot of different kinds of wrestling, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And GCW yeah. does a pretty good job of presenting that kind of a thing. Of Your mileage may vary, yeah, vary sure. in, in these matches. And uh, not every show is going to have a million great matches. But uh, this this is fucking amazing. So Nick Wayne is 16 years old. Oh, he, he just a baby. He is. He's a baby. He was. <laughs> Jesus. Right? Michael McDonald? What was that? No, no, no. <laughs> Jerry Desat. <laughs> that's oh, that's uh, Mama let him play, play some rock and roll. roll. Oh, God. <laughs> Mama let him wrestle, wrestle with Osprey. <laughs> you know, you still don't know why that works, so I got to give that to you. That's fine. Thank you. I, I'll accept it. 
So Nick Wayne is a <laughs> 16-year-old professional wrestler. This kid is a true pro, uh, prodigy. He's uh, It's one of those things where it's hard not to imagine how good he's going to be at 21 years old, at fucking 35 years old. If well, the way he, he fucking wrestles, together. you better pray to God he doesn't mm. bust himself like crazy. And we got Will Ospreay, who, for those of you that don't know, I don't know why you don't know. You should know who Will Ospreay he's is. He's fucking good. Uh, one the of, best in town. Yeah, he's a great modern-day wrestler. He got kind of, I think, uh, an earned reputation for maybe being a little too cartoony. Um, with his athleticism, flippy early. The his last, early stuff is really flippy. Yeah, his flippy last shit. few years in um, New Japan have been great, though. Yep. He's found a way to kind of ground himself so, a bit, yeah. so he can do all these crazy athletic things. But he's still somehow easy, able to pull it all in and make it feel real, and like yeah. somebody's getting hurt here, um, without it court. without it being you know uh, flying through the sky with the greatest of ease kind of deal and sure. over overdoing that. Yeah, now you have a gymnastics, right? Yeah, and now you're getting this real amalgamation of groundwork and like breaking off the flippy shit when it's when it's time to rock and roll. Yeah. You've uh got so for the fashion segment here, <laughs> uh Nick Wayne comes out in a very bright number. He's real real hero gear. Yeah. He's got uh blue, shiny blue pants, yeah. and the accents on it is like a purple violet kind of color, kick yeah. pads. Really modern day wrestler vibes. He's also got this weird, like fucking, like obnoxious teenager hair, where it's like that kind of brushed <laughs> forward thing, and it's a little too long. And everything, but everything else around is short. Exactly, yeah. but it is actually just enough hair that he can actually sell, sell with the it. move. Yeah, he, he moves, and the hair moves. I was a little shocked. I didn't expect that when I first saw him come to the ring. Um. Will Ospreay here comes out in this ridiculous jacket. This whole gimmick, his outfit here is all based off of his um, his faction in New Japan, which is called uh, the United Empire. Yeah. Uh, really interesting mixtures of colors here. A lot of green. Green. He got a green gold. lion on his fucking robe. Green, gold, white, and black. Those are the only colors you're going to see yeah. on that outfit. And a green well. lion. Yeah. He's got this gigantic jacket with these huge fucking, like, uh, pieces of fur coming over the sides. He has a lion's really head dramatic. on the left shoulder. I yeah. Was like, Whoa. Yeah, he's real, uh, like, again, he looks like a bad guy in, a, in an anime. Like, he just walked out. He's the guy you got to fight in a JoJo anime. Well, that was like Game of Thrones called. They yeah. want their coat back. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, um, but it's it's quite fun. And he comes off looking a million bucks here. He's put on some weight since the last time I really paid attention to him. He's gotten, yeah. he looks main event. You could put him in any fucking wrestling company and he'd be money. Um, so this match goes off josh i'm gonna let you start off what do you remember of this match uh pretty tight uh a lot of taunting in the beginning mm. a lot of uh make a move or a punch and uh it would always end with like a little or like be just one one brief sequ sequence of moves or one one flip and it would always be like a little pat on the head yeah little yeah oh my god there's a great moment there where will does the like too yeah he looks like he's gonna like yeah. chop him and he flinches and then he does the head yeah there's a head pat and of course nick gets that back at some point yeah and pats him back on the head which uh will osprey does not approve <laughs> no, 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 did not like it didn't like it um what else any this i think speed wise what interests me about there's this match, a build there's it a really good fucking build builds and it skyrockets comes down a little bit boom 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 yeah there's um almost uh this very few things I would even look at here and call a botch. A couple things here where they could have been a little better, like you had pointed the out. The forearms, you don't. Uh, Nick Wayne's forearms are a little, little soft. Weak. 
it looks weak, especially across the back. Like I was saying, like if you're gonna just got to come up with more kinds of strikes. Yeah, basically. yeah, right. definitely. Or utilize some kicks if you're gonna do that Go kind of stuff, it. especially in the back area. Yeah. Like do that it when you're big fucking pads on. Might as well kick when you're coming on when you're coming on with a forearm smash yeah. to the face. Looks fine because yeah. it's more elbow than anything else. When you're doing that across the guy's back and he's like kind of yeah. hunched over, does not look good. Looks no. looks kind of weak. Definitely but I, I, I get I get what he's trying to do. But if you're gonna do that come forward come above like you're smashing it yeah like like a fucking yeah, hammer exactly Don't i just fucking elbow i think it. sometimes and again he's fucking 16 um yeah, I, couldn't, I couldn't yeah, do man. anything that he does in the ring don't get me wrong yeah neither can but i, I neither can I. some of it is he's still working on aspects of his arsenal yeah um so i can only imagine that's going to come with time because literally everything else looked great from him. crisp crisp there was this one this is like a what are they they end up calling it like oh like a like a sunset power bomb or what yeah sunset power bombs or the he did a canadian destroyer the poison wayne doing the canadian right the sunset power bomb was was uh oh will osprey yeah he catches just such a wild looking maneuver where he bounces off the the ropes well nick uh, nick wayne is in the corner on the ropes ready to jump he's ready to jump off but will osprey bounces himself thighs off runs yeah runs catches in midair and then power bombs him it's and again, a move like that should not look super impactful, but it does. Will Ospreay has really added this thing to his game, yeah. which I felt was missing for years. And at this point, I, I don't know if I could be a bigger fan of his. His work is great. I would say it looked fucking, un- like, it was unbelievable to see. That's not to say it was unbelievable. Okay. It looked like I saw it and I'm like, I couldn't believe it because I was like, this is out of a fucking video game. Yeah. I was like, what the yeah, fuck yeah, is yeah. this? I was like, Wow. Because he caught him in midair, and the, the fucking timing it takes to catch mm-hmm. him at that exact moment in that exact spot, the power yeah. bomb him, bam! It was fucking There's nuts. An effortlessness to him for sure. Exactly. Yeah, it was just a thing of beauty. Guys. Both and of them. And then that, the, the poison thing. karana, which I fucking dug the name of, like yeah, yeah, yeah. that uh, reverse uh, top rope. Yeah, Frankensteiner was fucking wild. Uh, so much back and forth. There's a sequence there where there's just they're kicking and smashing and reversing and reversing and reversing and a fucking tornado. And then the running into the corners to do the big spots there's, and like the catches is crazy. The storytelling isn't bad here. Uh, you've got Will's coming off, of course, as the consummate vet here. Yeah. And like a real bully kind of guy, like not being mean, but like bullyish stuff, like holding the head down, short kicks to the face. What he could like in his pantomiming. British wrestlers historically have done a lot of great crowd work, like stuff. Though. Yeah. Uh, the British have always been really accepting of that as like part of pro part wrestling. Of, yeah. And I feel like Will's time in Japan all these years have really paid off because he's found a way to apply this in a way. Cause like now he's using it as a way to get himself over as a guy who doesn't really speak the language in Japan of a way he can still direct his relationship with the yeah. audience. And it, you see that here. And again, he just does stuff that if other people did it, it would seem sillier. Yeah. It would, yeah. yeah. Seem hokey, but yeah. man, it's just yeah. crisp. Uh, Real hooligan vibes. Yeah, there's great. the there's the uh, you talk about the old vet and the and the rookie yeah. type storytelling here. They get into the, like uh, kind of the breather part where they're catching their breath, but it's all just forearm smashes. And every time little Nicky Wayne would uh, would hit him with the forearm, he would either Will Osprey would either barely sell it or no sell it, and then he would come back on little Nicky Wayne and fucking just Boom. hammer his fucking yeah. face, and then he. You know, it comes back with Nick Wayne uh, trying as hard as he can, repetitive, repetitive, and then him just breaking it apart. Getting whipped, landing on the feet. Yeah. That's the thing Will Ospreay loves doing, too. Like, getting, like, again, uh, 
Hurricane Rana or something and just ending up. Or those cutters, those cutters just yeah. coming out of fucking nowhere. This, uh, and that's a uh, man. It, it, so it's got that kind of build that you would expect from a Japanese match, right? Where things kind of start off slow and then build up, build up, build but up, it build still up. Yeah. doesn't feel like, like the timing here is so. Oh yeah. Good. Cause it doesn't and go a fucking hour. <laughs> and it's, this is, I think that's part of it too. Yeah. This match that's why it works. Right fucking length for yeah. me. It, it doesn't get overly, um, Hiring. It's not, I don't know, it's not tantric wrestling, we'll call it. <laughs> it's, uh, is that a comparison to tantric sex? It absolutely is. <laughs> I, I don't know who needs to What's the difference? Who needs to this. I don't know who needs to hear this. What's sexier? <laughs> doing a thing longer doesn't mean that it's better. That's, I mean, think of how pool works or golf. You know? <laughs> you fucking dummies. You don't play pool and you don't play golf. It takes too long. Okay. Oy, oy, oy. I need my shit quick. Exactly. Wow. Um, fuck. That was great, though. I oh, was really was so happy good. with it. Josh. What? <laughs> Josh. Ten, what? <laughs> Do you give this match? Son of a jobber, eh? Apparently. Buddy Wayne. Uh, north. <laughs> west. <laughs> Northeast. North Pacific. No, they're they're in the Northeast. He's, oh, he's, he's from, from like, Seattle. Seattle yeah, yeah, yeah. Pacific Northwest. Like, they refer to his father, Buddy Wayne, as like a Pacific Northwest wrestling legend. Or icon. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's, I don't know enough about Pacific Northwest wrestling, but uh, yeah. I don't know. How do you rate this? It's it's crazy good. Uh, eight and a half, probably even nine yeah. out of yeah. a possible ten uh, high spot gimmicks. <laughs> Okay, I'll take it the high spots. I like it. You know, because there weren't like a ton of crazy no, yeah, yeah, and it's just very like real low um, variance for error. Yeah, no one's no one's doing fucking four fifty yeah. splashes yeah, in this exactly. motherfucker. There's no ladders Some... got pulled out. No one is jumping off the top of like the fucking ticket box or anything. Um, ah, fuck, it's definitely fucking Will Osprey has just refined his wrestling in such a way yeah. where he puts on a very specific match. You could make the mistake of saying it's like so and so. Like, you know, it, it reminds me of someone else. I think he's in a master class of his own at he's this juncture. really kind of figured out his style in a way that yeah. I like. I don't know. I don't want to start, like, selling lines and stuff here. But the next that, best thing. You know, at that style of wrestling, I don't know if there's another person doing it better. Nick Wayne works so well right now. At 16 years old, I can't stop saying it. Again, in 10 years, when he's got another 10 years of, of work, and he gets a little taller. He gets a little stronger. You know, what is he going to do? Do you wish he was that? a little bit taller? I think he's pretty good height. He's like fucking Will Ospreay's size, and Will's like 6'2", 6'3". wish he was a baller. No, no, he's got the right career path here. I don't think that's <laughs> for him. Um, I don't know what his jump shot looks like. But I digress. <laughs> Can't tell. Never seen it. I you Degrassi. Gonna, yeah. I digress. But I Degrassi. <laughs> I Degrassi. Uh, Nick Wayne could be on Degrassi. That's how young he is. <laughs> that's how young he is. Fuck. <laughs> 16 think of yourself before i give a number think of yourself at 16 you know what were you doing what were you proud of at 16 probably uh, not much Fuck. smoking weed kissing girls oh that'd be a good day that was, right those there. were good days i uh yeah <laughs> so no more delaying i gotta be honest with you i'm gonna give this oh fuck i'll just i'll be friendly today we'll say an eight out of ten i feel like if you wanted to explain gcw if you wanted to explain Will Ospreay to people. This is you could do a lot worse than this. So I like how say, they're they're metamorphosizing yes. into something more technical. That 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 federation. We're gonna call it um, eight out of ten. Sweaty Rhode Islanders pushed up against. Oh, the side I don't know if I'm down for that. It's real barroom wrestling where you got all these fucking because there is no barricade. No, there's nothing. And you come through the crowd. Like 
I don't know. I do kind of appreciate it too because it helps you cut off the excessive like outside of the ring bullshit too. Uh, it almost yeah. forces a different style of match. Although they did work outside at some point. Not Anyways, much. It was all they're not getting. 10, they're getting not near those fucking sweaty, marks. Uh, eight out of ten. Rhode Island sweat hogs is what I'm. <laughs> we'll go with that. Uh, it was a good one. I look forward to seeing more out of both of these men. And I, yeah, I'm super stoked. These men time. and boys. Man and boy. <laughs> Man and boy. Child. 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 Oh. Moving right along, Yeshua. That's... What do you want to add? Anything you want to grind gears about today? Oh, Vinnie Mac. Vinnie Mac. Vinnie Mac. That's, right, <laughs> know, that's Vince McMahon when he wears a do-rag. <laughs> And carries the ECW champ, heavyweight championship. Gotta love that one. And wrestles God. It was only a matter of time. Vince McMahon, likely, allegedly, paid a whole bunch of money to a woman, $3 million. For the record, that is more than he paid for WCW. He had just over a million, right? Yes, he paid three times that to, to get a one job woman. and for her to shut the fuck up about him it. him and johnny ace supposedly traded this woman or tried to to johnny ace i don't know if there was any actually relationship there between the two of them and y'all can't have fun if the homies don't have none oh that's fucking up. disgusting <laughs> so it's and the rumor is rosa mendez people are people are i i heard it was somebody in finance finances whatever i heard one of them like one of the allegations that might be coming up sure. is was rosa mendez well, it's, this is this is the funny thing because you hear all the fucking boys now when that worked at the wwe no one's saying anything specific but everyone's like you know be surprised we heard some more stuff in the future you know, yeah more stuff coming down it's the pipeline. coming Jeez, louise we of course got a really cool uh vince mcmahon promo out of this this so is what we're calling it now. Well, he's officially. Well, that's what all it was. He didn't do shit. <laughs> so he's officially no longer CEO. He stepped down from that while the board investigates him. He is still head of fucking of uh, the company, of the booking. No, of of, uh, of uh, creative. He's still head of creative. He hasn't left the company. He's but not Stephanie. Head of the but Stephanie's interim. Stephanie is now. Yes, apparently he can be an interim CEO too. Then I wonder if they gave her a belt for that. <laughs> no, she gets her own do rag. Okay, Stephanie's interim uh, CEO. Yeah. As Bruce, her father gets in, uh, Bruce is still there. Bruce Pre no, Bruce Pratchard is interim head of talent relations well, yeah, now that Johnny Ace is out. Yeah, exactly. And, and then kind of shuffled a bunch of people around. They're going to investigate themselves and decide nothing bad happened. <laughs> and that's going to be the end of it. But part of this was fucking hilarious when Vince McMahon, right after he stepped down as CEO, he came out for a SmackDown and he threw an intro about the how the introduction is then, uh, then now. now. Forever, forever together, Vinny. I welcome to SmackDown. I wasn't getting bear, any of bear. those blowjobs, Vinny. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. Together, okay? Jesus Whoa. Christ! What's this all together? This is it. I could use three million dollars. Like fucking shit. What are you talking about? Together? It, and then he left. He just left. Yeah, peace. It made no fucking. It was definitely like Vince McMahon being like, "I can, so I will." And it kind of makes me wonder if anybody around this company, anyone on this board, has the fucking balls to tell this old man to get the fuck off. Nope. nope. No. They had to. They they did what they had it's to wild do. Wild to me. And well, I think I a lot know. of this. I think if a lot of this litigation too, comes to them. They're going to have to drop it. They are a publicly traded fucking company. Company now. Yeah. They this have is it not for a while. This is not him going up against the uh, U.S. Supreme yeah. Court anymore over steroids. This is oh, this is big time, baby. Homie, there was a great tweet. Uh, somebody did it as the voice of like Tony Khan. He's like, <laughs> TK, he's TK. like, damn, that can never happen to me because I own this stuff. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Could it be me though? 
Rampage tonight at ten. Oh my god! Oh, fuck, Didn't so he? And then he went on Raw next week. He goes on Raw and just says, "Oh, uh, welcome to Raw. Guess who's coming next week? John Cena." Uh, and then he like jumps off the fucking thing. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Everyone's I mean, memeing that now. I kind of. It, it's got manic energy to me. I feel like he's the, insane. The old man's insane. He's trying. He's always been insane though, right? Like I feel like one. He's trying to prove. Yeah, he was. Vince always. can do whatever. He's fine. He's fine. We're all gonna be fine. Everything's gonna go on. John Cena's back next week. Maybe we can pencil him in. Do what? I don't know to maybe get penciled in with a match with Roman Reigns and fucking oh, Brock Lesnar. Which no, again, they're doing that's again. doing again. No, no, I'm, I'm joking about that. But they're doing that again. Yeah, for the fucking fortieth fucking time. Just for SummerSlam. This is not building into WrestleMania, right? He's just showing up for SummerSlam to lose again. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. What the fuck is John Cena gonna do? No, somebody put the U.S. belt back on him again. I I, I imagine it's probably like when The Rock shows up. You know, he's probably just gonna be there to make everybody feel good. You're gonna get a lot of. uh, Is he gonna show up in Peacemaker gear? We'll see. That'd be cool. Oh fuck that! I would tune in for. (laughs) Just shows up in the Peacemaker costume. That's that that show alone was better than anything that company's done in five years. I honestly can't think of anything. Peacemaker John Cena, give us the book. I've been saying it for years, fuckers. Oh, I don't know. Our fan base fucker. I hope they figure some shit out there. And I honestly, there's no way in my mind that we're not going to hear in another month. We're going to hear more stuff. More shit. And why? Like, we'll look at all the all the changeovers with Triple H. Oh, also, losing in the changeover with NXT. Is, he's, he's coming, coming back, back for NXT. Yeah, for NXT. It almost kind of feels like whatever happened, creative got spanked, including Vince. And now there's been some realigning there. And I think that's largely, so far, that's all that's really happened. Um, it's really kind of gross, the way they're handling this. And we'll see what happens. Punk called it 10, 10, 10 or so oh, yeah, years ago. It's it like, this company's going to be run by your idiot daughter and your doofus son-in-law. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, you look, at, you look at that just before all these allegations came out. Like, Triple H is gone. NXT gets fucking changed over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephanie McMahon She just, she just like, down. not even a month, a month ago. ago. It was wild. She wrote a fucking a letter saying, oh, yeah, I gotta take a break, spend some time with my family. Family, I'm gonna do this other thing, and blah, 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 and then that's all over. You got and then inter- her fucking music hits, and she's rocking out to burn, the ring. Burn, 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 burn. <laughs> oh, fuck, save this, save this company. Every song you do kind of sounds like Michael uh, McDonald's. Oh, man. You just have a natural... I'm a big... I'm a big Doobie well, Brothers fan. Good. Is Tony Con- or not Tony Khan? Uh, the other Khan, Nick Khan. <laughs> too many Nicks. If he just too many Tonys. His too many Khan. It was like Tony Khan's dad underneath or something. Was so <laughs> it was me, Austin. <laughs> it was me all along. God, Austin. You son of a bitch! Oh, you son of a bitch! Son of a bitch! <laughs> God, I love that so much though. Wild. I, do. I don't. I don't understand it. I. I just. I will see. We'll see. I, I. I keep saying we'll see because I feel like I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching a television show because again, this is the most entertaining shit that's happened in the WWE for a long fucking time. Uh oh, uh, Bucky Beaver. What the fuck's his name? Kevin Dunn. Uh, he, he might even get busted Insider for uh, trading. He just oh. offloaded so much stock because he knew it was coming Yo, down. Straight up, I always thought that's how Vince would go. In in John Moxley's autobiography, Mox by John Moxley. Yeah, man. He talks. He doesn't get. He gets into some detail about having to interact with dickheads, Bucky Beaver there, Kevin Kevin Dunn, and a little bit with the old man. Moxley maintains that the state of WWF, WWE as it is, creatively, being creatively bankrupt, like so many other things that we love, is part and parcel 
to Vince McMahon not just being insane, but mm-hmm. wanting to destroy everything. Sure. I, I It's hard for me not to believe that. Kill his own creation. He's like, there's like a lot of truth. When he brings back the NWO, Hogan Hall and Nash. Yeah. Moxley maintains to this day, and it's a conspiracy around the boys, that that was almost damn near like he wanted to kill it then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he lost so bad with the invasion. Mm-hmm. But he, he maintains that he would would probably do it if given given the right circumstances because yeah. he's that like what would it be and what do you do next xfl <laughs> like... that's working out quite well yeah try that for a third time why don't you well rock owns it right yeah. rock and a few like what who does, the fuck what knows does any of that mean do we need another fucking american football league but that's just that's what mox maintains he, he he feels that it's creatively bankrupt and fucked right now because vince would rather see it die than Somebody do anything else, else yeah. than have anybody else have it's its hands It's definitely in it. a sense of control thing. Sure, I, I buy I buy that 100%. So how much of this intern shit is real? I, again, publicly traded company, regardless if it's wanting things to be real or not, there are shareholders besides him. So he is not the majority shareholder of this no, company. No, not anymore. So as so such, weird. regardless of how he feels about it, it would not take much for the board to fuck things up for him, i.e. go a different way. Banishing. But I think right now Vince has probably done a pretty good job of convincing people like, look, if we don't not even, not even Vince, probably Nick Khan. Look, if we don't take this piece by piece, moment by moment, we can bankrupt the company. Like if you're worried about stocks dropping now because of uh how people see the company, the company. how bad are they gonna feel if we kick this guy, the only the guy who as far as people are concerned is the only person to ever be in charge of this company. Yeah. Obviously there's other people always has been. But there's this instinctual idea that like what is the wwe without man that's a good question i don't know um we might find out though i'll say it again we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see wait and see again it's must see tv all of a sudden Ugh. but i'm not gonna watch but we're it not gonna show. watch it because it's not they're much, not gonna do it they're not gonna much do follow twitter tags they're not gonna take advantage of this because no. legally they can't well it's more, too real well again not even just legally you can't because it's all still in the air right once things are agreed upon or things are found out, that's when Vince McMahon would take over with the like making it too real. Like they let him, but they can't. If it finds out, if there's a laundry list of I names, it's over. I think you're right. I think you're right. But the question is, you know, how or many is it over they in pay? his own universe? And I don't think it's over till he says. But it's also, over. there's also the thing about like how much does the vast majority of people actually care? I think there's a lot of people, and then it's again, this is the problem. He got to make a version of himself on TV in a bunch of different ways for years and years and years. Million Dollar Man. There's a lot of people out there. <laughs> Ted DiBiase is effectively him. I mean, yeah. I've, <laughs> there's a lot of people out there who will always back up Vince McMahon no matter what. They see him as the only thing that matters in wrestling. And it's weird. You get like this real weird fan culture around him as an executive. I forgot that. Um, well, some people are just natural bootlickers. They want to thank daddy real hard God. and they feel like he's the guy that's responsible for everything. How? I've wanted him to die since I was a child. Dude, there's people having bad opinions always. He was the bad the guy. What the yeah. fuck is this hero worship for yeah. a villain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with I you. get, I, I, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I feel like I've hit the, the villain aspect of my own life. But I'm like... not now going to pretend I understand how people on Twitter think, you know? And I am a person on Twitter. You twatter. On a good day. Mm. Bought him, too. <laughs> well, I think that's <laughs> probably a good place to end it there. What do you say, Josh? Yeah, I want to go eat now. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. In the meantime and in between time, this has been another thrilling episode of the Pink and Black Playback. 
Tune in next week. Same Brett time, same Brett channel. Adios. Adios.